Can the story of an event which occurred over 3,000 years ago have anything meaningful or significant to say to us in our day and age? In our reading today, we find the people of Israel somewhere in the desert wilderness on their journey towards the promised land. The scene is a familiar one. They are in the desert and in need of water. And so the people of Israel do what they seem to do best. They begin to grumble and moan and complain. They question the faithfulness of God and the leadership of Moses. Is the Lord among us or not, they ask. Why did you bring us up out of Egypt? To kill us, our children and our cattle with thirst? Moses turned to the Lord and said, What shall I do with these people? Now I've seen deserts in Israel, in Egypt, in Australia, in America, and admittedly it's usually from an air-conditioned car or bus, so I can't really claim to have spent a great deal of time in the kind of wilderness that Israelites found themselves. So I don't really know how it might have felt, though perhaps I can imagine. But I believe there are other wildernesses in which we can find ourselves, in which our needs are equally as great as the Israelites of old. Though it's not for water to quench our physical thirst that we're looking for. The kind of wilderness I'm talking about might be an emotional, financial, mental, religious or relational wilderness. And the anxiety we experience can be just as intense as the Israelites of old. And so we find ourselves asking the same question that the Israelites asked. Is the Lord among us or not? Many times I've heard people in sorrow, in pain, grief or illness describe their wilderness. Bewildered by what's going on, not knowing where they're going what's going to happen to them or to whom they might turn. And the question in their heart is, is the Lord among us or not? So the question arising from the ancient experience of the Exodus is still a contemporary concern. We still want to know, is the Lord among us or not? You know, of course, as a preacher of the faith, what my answer is going to be. It's going to be the same as Moses. God is faithful. But first, let's think about why we ask the question. I believe we ask the question because the crises, the wildernesses of life, force us to deal with the fact that we don't have total control over our lives, And so we come up against experiences in which we do not know what to do. We run out of our own resources. When everything is going along fine, when the path is clear, when we're moving on and when it seems nothing can go wrong for us, during such times many people question whether they have a need of God. But when we encounter a wilderness experience... It's then that we have choices to make. We can insist that we can handle it ourselves and in doing so find ourselves remaining in our wilderness, feeling alone, confused, frustrated and claiming there's no exit, no way out for longer than we need. Or in faith, we can acknowledge our need 
and believe there is someone greater than we are who is able to help. Behold, I will stand before you, God said to Moses. Water will come. Moses believed that, went where the Lord told him to go and did what the Lord told him to do and the water was there. The people were refreshed and they continued their journey towards the promised land. Jesus gave a new expression to this idea when he encountered a Samaritan woman at Jacob's well. He explained to her that there are two kinds of water. There is the water that quenches our physical thirst, but there is also another kind of water. As he points to the water from the well, he said to her, whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water I shall give him will never thirst. It will become in him a spring welling up into everlasting life. The woman said, Sir, give me that water. Moses and the people of Israel needed water to refresh them and quench quench their physical thirst, and the Lord provided it. The Samaritan woman needed something to refresh her life, to give her reason for going on. And the Lord can provide that too. The Exodus story took place almost three and a half thousand years ago, while the story of Jesus and the woman at the well took place about two thousand years ago. Stories told and retold for thousands of years. And here we are today in Scotland, still hearing and thinking about these old stories from the Middle East and asking if they have anything meaningful or significant to say to us in our day and age. And I think the answer is yes. The stories in Scripture you see are our stories. And I say that because all of life is there. All the questions we have are there, and so are the answers. So what do I learn from this story of Jesus and the woman at the well, this woman who is in a wilderness of exclusion, of complicated relationships and prejudice, this woman who is seeking answers, seeking wholeness, wanting to belong? Well, in this story, I meet someone unlike anyone else I have ever encountered. I have never met anyone so open and accepting as Jesus. And through this story, I learn that even if I am unimportant to the world, I am important to Jesus. I learn that no matter how overlooked or unpopular, no matter how much of an outcast, no matter how different I am, there is always one who notices me and looks on me with love and compassion. I learn that no matter what my past, Christ offers a new beginning. I learn the fundamental truth that in the human heart there is a thirst for something beyond ourselves, a longing, an emptiness even. And despite all we do to try and fill that with all sorts of things, 
It's a thirst that only Christ can satisfy. And I learn that when I have encountered Christ and acknowledged him for who he is, I become his disciple, his follower. And when that happens, it's not simply a matter of believing, but of living according to that belief. Recognising that I have a responsibility to respond to the world around me the way that Christ did, as I speak a word of love and acceptance or offer a caring act. Because in doing so, perhaps others will find the truth of what the psalmist said. God is the fountain of living water. Let us pray. Dear Lord, our God, we are thankful that you are constantly at work in our lives. You are a help in times of difficulty, a strength in times of weakness, a guide when we feel lost and alone. We know that through your Son, Jesus Christ, you have the power to transform lives, to mend broken relationships, to bring strength to the weary and hope to the brokenhearted. So in a moment of silence, we bring our worries and our burdens, our hopes and our dreams before your throne of grace, knowing that you, the living water, are the Lord of our lives and the hope of the world. <laughs> 